Good evening. This is a presentation of Movement Radio. Welcome to another edition of The Hauntings of. And now, here are your hosts, Chip Hazard and Talon Williams. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of The Hauntings of right here on Movement Radio. My name is Talon Williams alongside Chip Hazard, and today, ladies and gentlemen, we will present you the state of Virginia. What, we, what can we look forward to in today's episode, Chip? Well, given how old Virginia actually is, it's it's hardly so a surprise that it has collected its fair share of ghosts along the way. There's a rich history here in the Old Dominion, and that has created the perfect breeding ground for some pretty spooky goings-ons. So, uh, Let's not procrastinate. Let's jump right into it. And let's take a look at some of the most haunted places in the state of Virginia. Yes. Uh, we're going to kick it off with the Ferry Plantation House. And this is in Virginia Beach, Virginia. The Ferry Plantation House was built during the 1830s. But the history of the land can be traced back further to the 1600s when it served as a ferry service. Excuse me. Taking passenger passengers to the Lynn Haven River. The building that now that now stands there has served many purposes, including not only the plantation, but also a school, a post office, and a courthouse. It is one of the most haunted houses in Virginia, with no less than 11 ghosts known to haunt the house and its grounds. One of the most well-known spirits is a male ghost who is described as being very talkative. It appears uh, fairly regularly. The guides also love to tell visitors all about the witch of Pungo, who was one of the only people convicted of witchcraft in Virginia. She is said to have been tried nearby and has been seen on the grounds. Hmm. So we have a very, very talkative ghost. And then we also have the witch of Pungo, which was the only person convicted of witchcraft in Virginia. Right. Um, you know, which anytime you're dealing with witches and stuff, I think when people hear about witches, they automatically go to, oh, the Salem witch trials in Salem, you know. Um, but, you know, Virginia had their, you know, legends of witchcraft as well. Uh, but, man, 11 ghosts? How are you feeling about this one? Uh, that's pretty crazy. Yes. Uh, if you ask me. That's that's pretty crazy, um, and and to think that there was only one one person co- convicted of witchcraft, uh, which which is crazy, you know, uh, around this time because you you were having the Salem witch trials uh, in in Salem, Mass, but. I mean, that's the most well-known. These were happening all over the country. Right. You know, at this point. So for only one person to be convicted, that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, I found another article. It's actually a Wikipedia article. About okay. about the fairy plantation house, and it has a very it has an actual section about the hauntings itself. Okay. Um now it, it, there is some repeat, but and some some overlayer. But 
It says the house is reportedly haunted by 11 spirits, which we talked about. Now, spirit tours are available, including one during the Halloween uh, season called the Stroll of the Lost Souls. Reportedly, spirits include those of people who have perished in the 1810 shipwreck at the ferry at Ferry's Landing. A former slave, Sally Rebecca Walkie, who mourns her fiance, a fallen soldier, and the lady in white. There you go. There's always a lady in white involved, who reportedly died of a broken neck from falling down the stairs. Oh, that's as, crazy. Yeah. As well as the artist Thomas Williamson, owner of the manor house, who was married to Walkie, has been reported seen at the very top of the stairs painting. Now, different paranormal groups come to the house to do research. Sounds of dragging chains have been reported, possibly from the days of the old courthouse. Now, here's the interesting one. Grace Sherwood a.k.a. the Witch of Pongo, was tried by ducking near here, and the museum uh, sponsors uh, an annual Grace Sherwood Festival, uh, which includes viewings of the reenactment of the ducking. The actual ducking of Sherwood was at the end of what is now Witch Duck Road, 200 yards out in the wood, in, out of the river from what is now a private home. The house has a red maple and marker in honor of Sherwood in the side yard. Now, if you click on where it says uh, Grace White Sherwood, it says that her occupation was a farmer, a healer, and a midwife, and her crime was was witchcraft. This was back when witchcraft was considered an actual crime, not a uh, subset of people's um, religious beliefs. Um, and ironically enough, because it says right here, it says her crime was witchcraft and the criminal status reports uh, posthumously granted an informal pardon, which basically means like after she died, they were just like, well, we're just, you, ain't, you can't charge a dead person. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's interesting. I mean, they had trials going back to to seventeen oh six. She does have a very pretty interesting uh, legacy. And they actually have a street sign. There's a street sign in the in a Witch Duck Port uh, in Virginia Beach, and many call it a Witch Duck or uh, Witch Duck. It's, it's basically at Sherwood uh, Lane which is connected at the corner of North Witch Duck Road. So, and then there's actually the, the headstone marker, and the headstone marker reads, Healer of the sick with herbs convicted as a witch. She survived Virginia's only trial by ducking in the Lynn Haven River. Uh, July 10th, 1706, name cleared by govern, governor 300 years later. That's insane. So how do you feel about this one? Uh, this particular story, because that seems to be the one that everybody um, brings yeah. up. Um, I, so I couldn't find anything on it, and I don't know if you know, but you kept talking about uh, ducking. Yes, I. 
So, I don't know. I don't know what the term means either. I mean, there's not okay. Even a... That's that's that was the one thing. Like the whole story was interesting in itself, but but my brain kept going to what in the hell is ducking? Like <laughs> right? like are, are, are somebody shooting at him and they're ducking or you know I I, I it didn't. Yeah, I just I didn't can't even, know what that yeah, means. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what it means either. Um it it, 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 it says it says in March seventh of seventeen oh six, Sherwood was examined by a jury of twelve ancient and knowing uh women appointed to look for markings on her body that might be a sign that she was branded by the devil. They discovered two marks not like uh theirs and like those of any other woman in town, and that and that reason was one of the main reasons why she was convicted of the witchcraft. So. Right. Yeah. So apparently she had the supernatural powers and things of that nature, which I mean, there were very, there was a lot of witchcraft, uh, um, uh, you know, people being burned at the stake and it, yeah. So, a, a lot of supposed witchcraft during yeah. this time. It, it all happened. It was it was within the years of fifteen eighty to sixteen thirty. Um, it, it's an estimated that fifty thousand people were burned at the stake, of whom roughly eighty percent were women, and more often were over the age of forty. Yeah. So yeah, that's um, that's something there. So, but nevertheless, that being said, we're going to move on from that one to the next one. You got it. I do. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Fort Magruder Hotel, and this is in Williamsburg, Virginia. Um, so <clears throat> there is an area of Williamsburg which is known as the Bloody Ravine, which was part of the battlefield, and the Fort Magruder Hotel happens to be built there. Um, is it any wonder then that it is considered to be one of the most haunted hotels in Virginia. Probably not. Guests and staff alike are encountering Civil War spirits on a pretty regular basis in the hotel. In fact, it is so haunted that an annual science fiction convention, which is held at the hotel, almost always has a ghost hunt as part of their activities. Okay. It, 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 where'd your brain go? Because mine, you, I, I yep. right there. Yeah. Well, the th the th the fact that it is it says haunted that an actual science fiction convention, which is held at the hotel. The, the thing about it is, though, is that we mean like you didn't really give any give any specifics. You know, um, you know, you're just like, oh well, guests, you know, and staff alike are encountering World War II spirits on a pretty regular basis. Well. But you, you, when you say, oh, well, you know, we have ghost hunts and, you know, different part of activities and things of that nature, that kind of leans into the, oh, here's some embellishment. Are these hauntings real or are you, you know, beefing them up more than you should kind of thing? Right. That's 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 where my brain went. Like, OK, so you have this the science fiction convention that happens every year right and there's always a ghost hunt around this so how much during the year do you embellish these hauntings to get people to come to this science uh the science fiction convention because there you're gonna make money right 
for them to do the ghost hunt, which I'm sure the ghost hunt cost extra. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, the ghost hunt cost extra, and the fact that so many people, you know, not to say that, you know, I'm pretty. I mean, yeah, there there are places that will say like, hey, this place is haunted and things of that nature, but, and I'm not saying that the places that offer ghost tours and things of that nature. I'm not saying that those places aren't haunted, but I am saying the likelihood of them being true hauntings instead of just embellishments are very unlikely. Right. You know what I mean? So, <clears throat> excuse me. So we move yep. on that's, from that's that. That's where one. I'm at with that one. Right. So we move on from that one. We're going to go to another one called Cold Harbor Battlefield Park. And this is in Richmond, Virginia. Aside from Gettysburg, Cold Harbor is said to be one of the most haunted battlefields in the United States. It was here that General that General Lee celebrated one of his last victories over Grant and his forces. The area is now part of a national park and so protected by rangers, but that doesn't stop people from spotting some of the main of the main, main of the many ghosts that are said to remain Haunting the trenches. Visitors also report hearing a, the distant sounds of the brutal battle continuing and going on. Um, anytime you're dealing with battlefields and things of that nature, you th- th- there are people who do have like this this weird like uneasiness or this weird feeling whenever they're drawn. I mean, there's people like where where we live, uh, ladies and gentlemen, because we, we both live in the Chattanooga area. Chip lives in. Uh, uh, I live in Chattanooga proper. Chattanooga proper. There we go. I couldn't remember like what part. Um, and then I'm living in a small a small town called Rossville, Georgia, which is just over the Tennessee line. Um, but close to where we live is the the, uh, the Chickamauga battlefield, where they had the Battle of Chickamauga during the Civil War and things of that nature. And there are plenty of people who will tell you old stories about driving through the battlefield at night and getting uneasy feelings and hearing gunshots and you know, smelling sulfur, smelling gunpowder and things of that nature. Um, now this, I mean, because pe- people do have like, uh, people have this, this weird knack for like, yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely feel a presence, you know, and not to say that the presence isn't, you know, unwarranted or, you know, uh, that, that you're lying about the, the presence that you have. It's just that a lot of times whenever you're going through this park and yeah, some of these par- parks can be a little bit eerie, um, and the fact that it's connected to General Lee kind of makes it a little more like, okay, this is the last victory that he had over Grant and his forces. Um, and now, you know, because it is a national park and it's so protected, it's like, oh, we can still hear people, you know, kind of like the old Green Eyes uh, story over here at the battlefield, you know. Right. There's always, there's always a, a to say that it's, no, I don't think anyone's saying that the spirits aren't, out there or you don't see different things or you don't hear the battle going on but i can say for me for personal experience like there's been times i drive through the battlefield you know and nine times out of ten it doesn't affect me it doesn't bother me whatsoever but driving through the battlefield at like i don't know 12 one o'clock in the morning driving back from maybe a wrestling show or something Sometimes it gets a little creepy. You know, you drive and you're thinking the car's behind you, and the next thing you know, you look back and it's gone. And it's like, well, where the hell did it go? There's no turns on this road. You know, it happens sometimes. Right. Right. Uh, I rarely ever, personally, uh, rarely ever get those um, 
eerie feelings. Right. Uh, but when I do, like, they're fucking, like, skin crawl, hair on the back of my neck standing up, uh, kind of stuff, you know. Right. But it's, it's yeah. very rare that I get anything like that. Yeah. So, uh, again, not saying that, you know, it, it doesn't uh, affect some people, you know, other ways or whatnot. Right. That's just me. I, know, I totally understand. Yeah, I get it. Because uh, some people are, you know, very like, ah, eh, it's no big deal. And then, then a certain thing happens where you'll read a certain story or you'll go to a certain place and hear a tale. And then you see something that someone else has said and you're like, Ooh, okay, I need to get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? So, but right. yeah. So that being said, though, let's move on to the very next one. You got it? Uh, yeah, I think I do. Let me make sure I'm on the right one here. Sorry. Okay. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the Boxwood Inn B&B in Newport, Virginia. So Newport's Boxwood Inn Bed and Breakfast was originally built in 1897 when it was known as the Simon Reed Curtis House. Over the years, it has served a variety of different purposes, including a time as a family residence. It was also a general store, a post office, a tax office, and a hall of records. Wow, that building's been a lot of different things. I know, right? Um, It is now known to be one of the most haunted buildings in Virginia, thanks to a spirit who is said to reside in the house's attic. It is a popular place for paranormal investigators to visit, and it's a great spot for recording EVP evidence since the ghost seems to be relatively chatty. Hmm. Um, Yeah, now, unfortunately, that's all that we are given for that. Right. Uh, How are you feeling about that right now? I want to know more. I want to know, you know, because they say, oh, it's a spirit that lives in the attic. Um, and it says this is, the, this is the popular place for paranormal investigators to visit. But there's no, they, they, they don't give us any, um, uh, they don't give us any more information of what they do. Like, I would want to know, like, okay, who is this person? Why are they haunting this particular house? Why is, you know, why exactly is this is this happening? You know, like that would right. be my initial like reaction. Um, well, uh, so the only other thing that I uh, have found was from a website called VirginiaHauntedHouses.com. Uh, and it says that the, the Boxwood Bed and Breakfast is located inside a beautiful 1897 Southern mansion for Simon Reed Curtis and Nanny Cook Curtis. Um, the property was purchased by Mr. and Mrs. Lucas in 1995, saving the building from potential demolition and leading to its full restoration. When Miss Lucas first began restoration work, she broke a fingernail and exclaimed aloud that she needed an emery board. Though Lucas thought she was alone, when she turned around, she saw a clean nail file sitting in the middle of a house full of dust amused lucas jokingly said thank you now i'd like a hundred dollars and soon felt something stuck to her shoe 
When she bent down to remove it, she found that it was a golden tooth, which she sold to a local pawn shop for $100. The spirit responsible for these kind acts is believed to be none other than Nanny Curtis, who is evidently fo- or yeah, who is evidently fond of the way her home's new occupants have treated the place as she is said to keep, to help keep the B&B in a constant good mood. Huh, so it's more of a friendly spirit because it does say in the blurb that the ghost seems to be relatively chatty. Right. Which makes which makes the most sense. Almost like, you know, huh, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make sure that you you know, like you do right by me and you protect this house and I'll do right by you and I'll make sure you're protected in the house or whatever, you know. Um, you know, which I mean, if you look at the house, the house is absolutely gorgeous. It's, it's two floors, big old balconies on either side of the house. It's covered. I think that's snow uh, that's covering the ground or it might just be it, just. It, your, it does look like snow. Yeah, it does look like snow. And if anybody wants to check out this picture, Chip, where can they go? As always, check out hauntedrooms.com. We're not sponsored. One day we hope to be. Exactly. Shout out to Haunted Rooms America. All right. So that being said, though, let's move on to the next one. And this is Major Graham's Mansion. And this is in White County in Virginia. Major Graham's Mansion, <coughs> excuse me, Major Graham's Mansion is kind of the stereotypical haunted house. It is sitting in the middle of nowhere, close to Fort Criswell. I want to say, or Chiswell. And the long drive to get to it takes you through various back roads that will leave you feeling lost and disoriented before you even manage to find the house. The oldest parts of the building date back to the 1830s, but it's said that the events which made the house one of the most haunted places took actually took place in 1786. It was at the time that two slaves killed their master and were hung from the tree on the property. Oh, wow. They are the spirits that are said to have to be blamed for all of the strange things that happen in the mansion. The house has even made appearances on a number of paranormal shows, to paranormal television shows, including Ghost Adventures and Ghost Hunters. Um, I mean, if you look at the house, the house looks creepy as fuck. Like, it looks like, like not, 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 not like, monsters or adam's family but it definitely looks creepier than shit um how you feeling about this one uh i mean you're right the house does look creepy um so we're talking virginia obviously there's something to do with slaves because it was considered a southern state they did hold slaves there um and for the the two slaves to kill their master, um, good for them, first of all. Right. Uh, it's sad that they were they're hung from the tree, but good that they're sticking around and freaking the shit out of these people. Right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right. just my personal opinion. Right. You know. Right. Um, it, it's interesting though because I mean, I want to actually see if I can. Fine to see Major Graham's mansion, yeah. Because if I'm not mistaken, it was on an episode of uh, uh, yeah, Major Graham. Here we go. It's actually in Max Meadows, Virginia, not uh, 
well, it was White County, so yeah, Mike's Meadows, Virginia. Yeah. Um, it says, it said, it's, this one person said, I took my girlfriend to this uh, when we were out, uh, Halloween trip 2019, uh, and it was worth the, worth the money, blah, blah, blah. Um, let's see, they have a website, everything's like that. Um, yeah, um, there's a lot of, oh, the inside of it looks... And by the way, just to let you guys know, I'm on a website called uh, ColonialGhost.com, and uh, you can actually look it up there. It's actually got a pretty cool, uh, the inside of it looks eerily, you know, creepier shit. Um, now, one thing, though, that uh, it does say is that, uh, yes, it was on an episode of Ghost Hunters, um, uh, can't say who or what is haunting the mansion but they were able to keep the facts separate it says that the reports of a seven foot tall phantom on the road was found to be an optical illusion as the ghost hunters drove several times along the road while a member stood by the old slave quarters holding a flashlight the apparition of a gowned woman excuse me did not appear in the confederate room although the team thought that they heard the rustling of a skirt and the sounds of footsteps going down the staircase. Uh, the ghost hunters didn't find any evidence of a ghost slave. Uh, so yeah, so they basically was like, okay, so this is, uh, yeah, I'm currently looking, they actually have, um, where the slave quarters took place that it was actually called, um, it says right here, it says many parts of the mansion, uh, were called the dungeon. Uh, which is where a lot of them, uh, which is where a lot of the slaves were kept. Okay. So that's interesting. Um, yeah. And it says Mother Martha Graham, uh, whose depression ultimately led to insanity, also continued to also continues to lurk around the mansion when her husband could no longer put up with her fits of madness martha's home became more of a prison evidence of her domestic incarceration can be found scattered throughout the home her signature and initials are etched in the windows in one of the bedrooms scrib uh, scribbles discovered in the basement are believed to have been made by her huh so that's yeah, interesting. That's very interesting, yeah. Uh so it wasn't just slaves. This dude um I guess held his wife <laughs> uh pretty much um hostage, you know, because she was apparently going through going through some things, whether it was mental illness or whatever. But uh yeah, that that's interesting. Yeah, very, very interesting. Yeah. So like the what what the blurb said, a typical haunted house in the middle yeah. of nowhere where you have to where you feel like you're being lost just to get there. Here's the thing: if I if, if I gotta go if I if I gotta go through a whole bunch of bullshit to see some bullshit, I don't need to see the bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nope. Yeah, I don't need to see none of that shit. Right. Here, All right. Go ahead. Here, here's how I feel about it. Go ahead. I ain't lost nothing there, so I ain't trying to find nothing there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, no. You got. You're right. You're right. All right. Well, let's move on to the next one. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, next up is. Uh, Swananoa Palace. I, I, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I believe you. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and this is in Afton, Virginia. Um, okay. So it says that uh, one of the unique things about Swananoa Palace is that it took about eight years to complete the building work. 
okay, that's interesting. Right. Uh, this there's they don't have a picture of it, but if it took eight years, this some bitch has got to be huge. Has to be. Uh, so it was officially completed in 1912, and was originally owned by a prominent Virginia family called the Dooleys. When oh, the family okay. died, yep. When the family died, the house was transformed into a country club. Unfortunately, during the Great Depression and World War II, the house was more or less abandoned. So from 1949 and 1998, the mansion was rented by the University of Science and Philosophy, but it now lies empty in a terrible state of disrepair. Uh-huh. It, it is said, or it is sad to see it decaying, but the good news is that the current owners do have plans to restore it to its former glory. Yay. Yeah. Um, so the paranormal activity only really started to gain attention in the last couple of years. But in that time, a number of different paranormal investigators have managed to pick up some very compelling EVP evidence. They believe that it is the Dooley family who is haunting their former home. Um, now, unfortunately, that's all the blurb tells us about that. So how are you feeling about it so far? So far, it, it seems, again, like it seems like a typical haunted uh, typical haunted house. Um, again, I would like to know more. Do we know for an absolute certainty that this is the Dooley family haunting the place or are we just assuming that because they were the uh, previous owners? You know what I mean? Like, are we, are we, are we, are we sure with sure? And I would want, because it says they picked up some very compelling EVP evidence. I would like to at least hear that evidence. Right. Um, So I I did find a, uh, a, a little bit more, from a website called colonialghosts.com. Yep. Um, so it, it says that on June 8th, 2013, a team of ghost hunters from Twisted Paranormal Society headed to Afton, Virginia. Their destination was a magnificent mountaintop structure called the Swanoa uh, Palace. Rumors that the estate was haunted had been swirling for years, and during their investigation, the Twisted Paranormal Society collected much evidence which justified these claims. They caught images of spectral orbs shooting across rooms and stairwells, uh, recorded ghostly voices responding to investigators' questions. Several team members also felt uneasy and ill during the visit. Uh, If this isn't enough to convince you to visit Swanoa Palace, uh, know that TPS visited again one year later this time with the crew of the paranormal reality show called the r.i.p files oh yeah yeah r.i.p files yeah i think that's i think i think they're a show on destination america i think okay so uh they they traveled there one year later with that group to uncover the stellar building's haunted past and identify the ghosts who lurk there. Uh, and the the episode of this, if you want to look it up, it's called Two Season or Two's Spirit of the Palace. 
Okay. So uh, a little more about that. It, it says uh, Swanoa Palace is located in Augusta County. It was built in 1912 by James H. Dooley, a Richmond-based millionaire philanthropist and Civil War veteran. His father, John Dooley, was a prominent hat manufacturer from Limerick Island, or Ireland. Uh, as a young boy, James Dooley was an avid reader. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, there's, uh, I want to get past all the, the history of James right. Dooley, uh, yeah. Oh, and, and uh, to, to correct myself, um, you can actually watch uh, the RIP files on uh, Tubi TV if you want to download it for free. That's uh, what you can do with that. Um, and it's actually, it's not, it's not a, like, I thought it was like a docuseries. It's actually an actual TV show. It's just a group of paranormal investigators based in Washington, D.C. use their psychic abilities to interact with the entities that they encounter in haunted locations. Okay. So there you go. All right. Um so, uh, aside from the Dooley, aside from the Dooley's apparently haunting this place, it says that other spirits who lurk the Swananoa Palace include servants and groundkeepers who work there. Their voices contribute to all of the eerie audio evidence that the Twisted Paranormal Society captured during their investigation. Such results prove that the estate is definitely caught in some type of limbo. The library is believed to be the palace's most active room, but you have 51 other rooms to explore. So if you're looking to be spooked and don't mind high altitudes, visit Swanoa Palace today. Uh, now there is a, uh, a picture. I'll send that to you, uh, Talon. Of the estate. Okay. Uh, Okie dokie, Smoke. And, and, and you'll, you can see, uh, sending it to you right now. That way you can look at it. And I mean, it, it looks like a, a pretty decent sized house. Bro, that looks gorgeous, dude. Yeah. So all the trees look nice, except for that big ass one in the middle. It looks like some creepy ass tree. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Like, okay, that's the haunted tree. That's the that's the tree that's you know evil. That's the or tree where all the ghosts hang out. Uh, apparently so. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah. All right. All right. So, so yeah, how are you feeling after uh, learning a little more about that? A little bit. Yeah, it's I'm a little bit more like in the fact that they have, you know, done the research and stuff like that, and to have like the, to hear some of the history behind it. It does make me like okay, the the hauntings seem a little bit more real in 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 the aspects because you have the history and you have all these different things, um, you know. And a lot of times people do embellish stories and things of that nature, and things are folklore and things of that nature. But I don't know. I just I just got this 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 feeling that like this is one that's probably more sincere than any of the other ones that we've talked about. You know what I mean? Right. Like it I, seems I'm right that there. way. Yes. Right. All right, so we're going to move on from that palace to another manor, if you will. Uh, this is the Paxton Manor, and this is in Leesburg, Virginia. Now, in its early days, Paxton Manor was better known as the Carlheim. Carlheim? Carlheim? Carlheim. We'll just go with Carlheim. Um, the mansion was built in 1872, and some say that the reason why it has become one of the most haunted mansions in Virginia 
is that it has a it has a natural subterranean body of water flowing underneath the house. The manor now functions partly as an education center for disabled young people and partly as a haunted house attraction. It makes the hunt even spook makes the haunt even spookier. What makes the haunt even spookier is that the building is actually still haunted. Investigators have been allowed to explore the building, say that the Paxton family never left the building. Now, unfortunately, that's all it says here, but thanks to the magic of uh, the interwebs, I'm going to see if I can find anything. Um, now, the first thing I come to, uh, we go back to colonialghost.com. Uh, seems to be uh, 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 the 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 go to for a lot of these uh, a lot of these hauntings, um, especially the hauntings in Virginia. Now, these are the super these are the supernatural activities. Uh, to be sure, evil forces lurking in Paxton Manor are not just the handiwork of Shocktober producers. Shocktober is the um, the annual event that they have for Halloween time at the at the uh, the haunted house uh, says several squads of paranormal investigators have been invited to the home to analyze and experience its real supernatural activities, and none have left disappointed. During the the Antitium uh, Paranormal Society's 2012 visit, for example, an eerie voice appeared to answer the team's question, is there anyone still here with us? And the words, help me were very clear on the EVP. Oh, uh, was it there, um, correct me if I'm wrong, two weeks ago when we did Vermont, was there not one there where they did an EVP where somebody said, help me? Well, I th- yeah, help or was, help me. One th- yeah, they, they had was, was that Vermont that. or was that the previous one? Before uh, Vermont. Was it, yeah, Vermont or Utah? I want to say it was Vermont. I mean, I, we can I go back in the archives so. and look, yeah. yeah. But we can go back and look. Um, in fact, during the initial stages of Shocktober, mysterious occurrences, scissors disappearing, volunteers being unexplained, unexplainably pushed, uh, hammered, uh, I'm sorry, hampered progress, and psychic Sherry Sherry, you have Sherry Sherry, okay, uh, was thus asked by producer John uh, Lebetard uh, to diagnose their source. Sherry said that she was picking up on energy left by previous visiting spirits. They are traces that are left behind that are presumptuously that are that are pre uh, perpetrated. Okay, I'm sorry, I read that correctly, incorrectly. I'm sorry. They are perpetrated through their visitations. When spirits like a place, they'll come back regularly, similarly to the way that they might have visited the first time, same way that you would me or anybody else would visit a grocery store or something. Um, so whether it is a recreation of Paxton's disturbing past or an actual remnant of a tainted history, visitors have, you know, s- visitors have scares aplenty to enjoy from Paxton Manor. It's haunted well of souls to Shocktober spooky Funhouse. And hair-raising last uh, ride attraction, you have a wealth of staged, but a hint of real horror that people do experience. And and they have pictures of the Shocktober um, uh, events that take place. And you, if you want to go check it out, uh, visit shocktober.org. Um, 
not sure if they will do anything this year um because i mean obviously with the with the pandemic and stuff a lot of things have a lot of things have reopened now um, right but um you know we'll definitely see what goes on there um but yeah um they they also have uh they, it says some say that whether they rather than leave the property he or uh, his and his family mr paxton uh, or paxton's family um it says that it remains a massive underground that said that there's the they secretly relocated to the massive underground lake that lies beneath the visitors uh who descend into this quote-unquote well of souls uh from the house's basement have a maze of dark caves to go through and explore and plenty of terrifying uh creations to run into um so a lot of people i mean there's a lot that goes into this um definitely it was you know lee you know leesburg was also a part of the civil war uh things of that nature um the colonial era uh, it's marked as this is marked by such black magic and bloodshed uh though virginia was not as eager as massachusetts to uh persecute those who were accused of witchcraft it, it it's hard it too had its fair share of trials um, you can be sure. So I see it's going back to the whole witchcraft thing again. So I don't know if maybe was Pat was Paxton involved with the witchcraft thing as well. Would that have something to do with it, or would, is that just a just a history of Leesburg as opposed to it being him overall? You know what I mean, right? So, but that's interesting. Um, the fact that they do something. But at the same time, they're still like, oh well, this psychic has said, oh yeah, this is this is pretty, pretty gruesome and pretty. You know, and plus, and for anybody who wants to go to colonialghost.com, check it out. They have their work cited at the bottom of every page. Um, so yeah, if anybody wants to go check it out, check it out. So that All being right. said, though, let's move on to the next one. You got it. I do. We're gonna next up. We're gonna talk about the. Staunton Train Depot, and this is in Staunton, Virginia. Um, so the Staunton Train Depot has only really started to garner a spooky reputation fairly recently. However, it has quickly become one of the most haunted locations in all of Virginia. Uh, if you visit by day, all you will see is a charming and fairly welcoming train station. However, by night, it is very different. It is not it is not really that surprising that there are ghosts here considering the fact that there have been several tragic events at the station. So in 1864, it was burned down by Union soldiers and several people perished. There was also a mental hospital close by which had awful living conditions, as most mental hospitals do. Right. Uh, and some say that the ghosts from there have wandered into the station on occasion mm -hmm. uh there there have been a wide variety of ghosts reported here over the past few years among them there are has been a little girl who was killed in a train accident oh shit man <laughs> yeah uh parents parents watch who your live fucking around, kid. yeah it, it, watch your kids and especially watch your kids around train tracks oh uh, so there was the, the little girl who was killed in the train accident, a Confederate soldier, 
several older mental patients, and a number of people believed to have died when the station was destroyed by a train derailment in 1890. Damn. Yeah. So, so we have uh, union. So we have union soldiers mm-hmm. that burned down the station, and those people were dead. Uh, you got people from the mental hospital who came over after they died. They wanted to come and hang out at the train tra- train station. The little girl that got killed in the train accident, other Confederate soldiers, other you know mentally um, incapable patients, and people who died from the train derailments. There's a whole bunch of people uh, spirits right. here. Um, <laughs> it it also just just from from reading over this and everything it it seems a whole lot of tragic events happen around this train station and i wonder if that's has something to do with any of the the paranormal any of the ghosts that that haunt this place are they screwing some stuff up you know what i mean right now i see what you're saying because i mean because the, the 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 derailment happened in 1890 um, which was 24 years. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's see. Let's see. Let's do the six. 26 years after the burning, after the Union soldiers burned down the station where several people died. Could those right. people who have died cause the derailment? Could those people that have died cause the little girl to get killed by the train? And Well, yeah. And I mean, it doesn't say that when, uh, it doesn't give a year as to when the little girl. Uh, right was killed in the train accident but if that was after 1864 do do these people the people that died in the fire did they have anything to do with it you know exactly maybe, maybe this little girl was the daughter of a union soldier or something i i don't know i'm only yeah, speculating it, at this point right i mean it's it's it's, it's i mean good cause for speculation um you know and and my whole thing is is that like Okay, it says, well, among these is a little girl, but how do you know? Like, are you looking, or do you see a little girl walking the train tracks? And he's like, like, maybe you holler like, hey, girl, get off the train track. And then, like, maybe she, like, she walks away and just disappears into the fog or whatever from the train, you know? Like, I don't know. It's just something, you know, about that. With it, That shit just makes me uneasy. Like, watch your fucking kids. Um, you know, um and like with the, with the, with the other the older mental patients, would do you just see them like walking through like very you know like zombie like through the through the uh, through the mist and through the the um, you know train station you know right like like it's a very poorly edited episode of The Walking Dead or something <laughs> I don't know yeah I, I'm not sure uh, I mean. Like I said, it's it's all tragedy, uh, but I also want to know more. Um, you know what I mean? Right now, I, I know exactly what you mean. Absolutely. Uh, so, but right. with that being said, we'll go ahead and move on to the next one. You got that one? Yes, sir. And uh, we're going to talk about Edgewood Plantation, and this is in Charles City, Virginia. Edgewood Plantation was built back in 1850 when it was known as the Berkeley Plantation. It is now a charming bed and breakfast, but it is also said to be full of restless spirits. The man spirit who seems to be sighted most frequently, I'm sorry, the main spirit, I'm sorry, the main spirit who seems to be sighted most, most frequently is a lady who is said to be the fiance of a Civil War soldier who never returned home from battle. 
It is I'm said surprised. That the, uh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, go ahead. I'm go ahead. I'm surprised they didn't say a lady in white. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it was her fiance, so she might be in that wedding dress still. Huh? Who knows? Right. Um, but, but nevertheless, it is said that the lady is still roaming the halls of the plantation, lost and heartbroken. Now, unfortunately, that's really the only thing they give us uh, from Haunted Rooms America. Um, but, like, as always, just a quick little Google search, and I will find Edgewood. The first thing that pops up is Edgewood Cemetery. Like, we already talked about this one previous. Right. Um, yeah, Edgewood. Yeah, uh, yeah, Edgewood Cemetery in uh, um, Knoxville. No, oh, no, we didn't talk about this one. We'll talk about another one. Anyway, so so let's see. Let me look up Edgewood Plantation. There we go. Um, I look, they even got, yeah, and they got the website up and things of that nature. I'm going to go look at the, um, yeah. So you can still visit there. Um, it says that, it, you know, like construction, um, it, it was, it's 7,000 square foot uh, of Gothic revival architecture. Um in other words, it's just, it's real fancy. It's like, you know, Dracula's castle or some shit. Um, but it says that, you know, it's just such potentially is that it was, it was, uh, the first interesting in the night, in the early 1990, in the early 1900s, Edgewood, uh, became Charles, Charles city County's first restaurant, the blue teapot, as it was called. Uh, and it says that Edgewood currently rents rooms as a bed and breakfast and offers Victorian high teas and special themed tours. Um, now, it doesn't say anything about what these tours are. It just says that they just provide tours. I'm assuming tours of the ground and things of that nature. Um, you know, it was, you know, it was it was built during the 18th century of Benjamin Harris v, uh, the fifth and of the Berkeley plantation. Uh, it was visit. It was a. Uh, it was visited during the Civil War by General uh, Jeb Stewart, during the American Revolutionary War by British troops led by Benedict Arnold. There you go. All right, then. There's a, there's a little, a little tidbit for you, ladies and gentlemen. Benedict Arnold, the damn traitor. Anyway, um, but yeah, um, unfortunately, like I'm not really able, I'm not really finding anything aside from, uh, let's see. It says historic Edgewood Plantation, Virginia. There you go. Click on that. Um, let's see about. Let's see, let me put in hauntings and see if that has anything. Uh, let's see. It, it talks about James River bed and breakfast, but that's not the same thing. Um, there you go. Hey, Chip. Guess what website just popped up? What website? Colonialghost.com. All right. There you go. We have been looking into. Okay, so a lot of this is going on, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, very, very good. Um, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to go through and find and see what the uh, about the paranormal here. Uh, okay, okay, here we go. But the plantations. Okay, here we go. This is what I was looking for. The plantation's most celebrated spirit has to be Elizabeth Lizzie Rowland, the fiance of a Civil War soldier. When her beloved failed to return home from battle, it is said that poor Lizzie died of a broken heart. Legend has it, and many people believe this, that she still waits for him watching him watching from her upstairs uh, window. In fact, 
you can see her name etched into the glass. Oh, wow. Lizzie, Lizzie's ghost has attracted tourists for years. Many have encountered her during their stays. Visitors have looked up to the second floor window and have seen the apparition of a very sad, dark-haired woman looking down towards them. Eyewitnesses have also seen Lizzie's apparition from the inside as they reach to the top of the stairs to look at the to look outside the window that she supposedly looks down on you from. Um, so here's a couple of more. Two suicides are also believed to have occurred at Edgewood Plantation. An old man uh, is said to have killed himself in the mill while a woman is rumored to have hung herself from the mansion stairs. Perhaps she, perhaps she is why many hear footsteps as they walk up the stairs. Uh, excuse me. Uh, now, uh, son of a bitch. The spirit of a small <laughs> child. Hear me out. The spirit of a small child has also been seen wandering around the plantation. EVPs of the children are frequently recorded in the house. Finally, a slim, unidentifiable man, Slender Man, is known to dwell in Z- in Jeb's room. Indeed, the estate boasts a impressive roster of special tenants. Um, so it says it also says uh, see Dot uh, Bulware. Um, I'm trying to think. He is a the the, the Virginia Paranormal Investigation uh, visited um, Edgewood in March of 2015. And interviewing Dot Bulware, they proceeded to investigate the mansion. They concluded EVP sessions and ran flashlight tests in several of the rooms. They got some. They got some activity in in the Victorian room, and also heard strange tappings on the third floor. A lot of EMF readings occurred in the dining room. They also collected evidence of the from the old mill and even the slave quarters. Edgewood Plantation was listed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1982. It's a link between the past and the present, the worlds of the living and the world of the dead. It's one of the few places in Virginia where you can room with a real ghost. You can also enjoy Civil War reenactments and perhaps spot a spirit hiding among the actors. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. A little bit, little bit, little bit of insight into Mrs. Uh, Lizzie Rowland. And, uh, but could you imagine, though, like if you're just walking around the grounds or whatever... And you look up and you see this sad, you know, depressed, dark-haired lady. And, you know, she's just sad, you know, because, you know, her 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 beloved is never coming home. And there's a weird sense of like, I kind of want to go check on her, make sure she's okay, you know, kind of thing, you know. Right. Even though you know it's a spirit, knowing that the spirit's probably not gonna harm you maliciously or anything like that. Like it's not its intention. Um, but want to make sure that the spirit is i guess okay like and like okay like, like i know i might be delusional thinking that i'm looking at a ghost or something but yeah i want to go check on her make sure she's okay you know kind of like you know kind of like like that 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 that, that instinct like you know like oh like, ah, man i hate to see somebody cry like you know what i mean yeah i mean we've talked about this you know hundreds of times but it's kind of that that parental instinct when when you hear uh crying you want to go check to see uh, yes hey you know are, are you okay what's what's going on so right a- absolutely absolutely um then then i mean and that's the stigma like 
you know, like, you know, the, you know, no, don't, don't worry about me. I'll be okay. Like, no, what's wrong with you? You know, don't tell me you're going to be okay. And you sitting there crying, you know, what's wrong with you? You know? Right. You know, and then you, you like, oh, you're a ghost. Oh shit. Okay. Well, I'm going to, uh, I mean, you can still, I mean, I still, I'll still, I'll listen. Um, don't kill me or nothing. You know what I mean? Cause then you get, <laughs> exactly. Care, you know? But anyway, all right. So we're going to move on from that one to the last one of the evening. You got it. Mm, excuse me. Yes. Uh, I do have it. Uh, last up, we're going to talk about St. Albans Sanatorium. And this is in Radford, Virginia. Um, so there is very little doubt that St. Albans Sanatorium is one of the most haunted places in the state. It is a popular spot for paranormal investigations. And it has been said that this abandoned mental institution has the highest rate of paranormal activity on the entire East Coast. Okay. Now let that sink in. The entire East Coast. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, St. Albans started out as a boys' school in 1892 before it was converted into a hospital for the mentally ill. Here we go. <clears throat> the ghosts who haunt here include former patients, former staff, and a few children. Mm -hmm. It is said that one spirit in particular who haunts the building is a former staff member who keeps to the lower level and behaves aggressively toward females who visit. Ah. Yes. Uh, now, uh, that's all that Haunted Rooms America gives us. However, I have already looked and um, at a website called OnlyInYourState.com. There's a longer blurb about this. Uh, so it says that sitting atop a hill in the small southwest Virginia city of Radford, St. Albans Sanatorium has earned recognition as one of the most prolific sites for paranormal activity on the East Coast. The building, which was once operated as a boys' school and later as a sanatorium for the mentally ill, has been empty for many years, but is far from silent. Uh, so in 1892, the St. Albans Lutheran Boys School opened as a prestigious but demanding school for boys. The school quickly earned a reputation as a place where bullying was the norm, and while no official reports uh, recorded harm or death, more than one suicide is believed to have occurred on the school grounds. The school closed its doors in 1911 and sat vacant until 1916 when Dr. J.C. King reopened the facility as a home for the mentally disabled. The newly formed sanatorium was considered advanced at a time when the treatment of the mentally ill was often barbaric and inhumane. However, with his quote-unquote superior care included experimental procedures and questionable treatments like insulin coma therapy. What? What? Yes. Insulin coma therapy. Yes. Uh-uh. You can't give somebody insulin if they... If they... Oh, All no. Right. Okay, so... <clears throat> 
his superior care included experimental procedures and questionable treatments like insulin coma therapy, okay. electroconvulsive therapy, or electroshock therapy, and hydroshock therapy. Which is basically the same thing, only you're using water. Correct. Um, these practices resulted in significant fatalities alongside multiple documented suicides. Uh, in spite of this, the facility... Hey, can, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I pause you for just one second? The yes. picture that is below the blurb you just read, isn't that not like some like fucking freaky shit that you would see from like a fucking Rob Zombie uh, 3 from Hell movie? Uh, definitely. Like, I mean, it's, it's freaky as shit. Anyway, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, of something you would see in, like, uh, Frankenstein. You yeah. Know, you had Dr. Frankenstein using the electroshock therapy to bring the, the monster to life. My it's alive. It's oh, alive. Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, so in spite of this, the facility thrived for many years, growing to become a fully recognized hospital in the 1960s. By the 1990s, the services of St. Albans were transferred to another location and the hospital was closed for good. Uh, now, as of today, St. Albans operates as an historical site offering tours that recount the building's long history and significance as one of the area's oldest structures. However, reminders of St. Albans' past await at every turn. From the rooftop garden with mesh that prevented patients from jumping uh, to the electroshock therapy room where patients were quote-unquote treated, often to their determent. Uh, wow. But what draws many people to the building are the well-documented reports of paranormal activity. Visitors can explore places like the rocker room, which holds a chair often seen rocking itself. Uh huh. The suicide bathroom, where at least four suicides took place over the years. Shit. And the basement bowling alley, said to house the spirit of a young girl, possibly the daughter of a patient who died at the hospital. Other reports claim that a strange mist appears in the bowling alley when, with the mention of Gina Renee Hall, a young woman who was brutally murdered near the hospital in 1980. Wow. Uh, so walking through the eerie graffiti-covered halls and crumbling doorways, St. Albans virtually hums with his story or with history and speculation. <clears throat> it's easy to imagine the horrors that patients may have experienced in this quote unquote advanced treatment facility. Wow. Uh, and I'm looking at all the pictures that are here, and everything here just looks creepy as fuck, dude. Like It, it really does. Um, now, there is a video on the site, and I'll try to link it in our show notes. Uh, and it says that the following video provides a brief tour of the facility and interviews with St. Albans staff, many of whom have encountered spirits and ghostly forms themselves. With flashlight tours, haunted house tours, and both private and public paranormal investigations, St. Albans is well worth the visit, whether your interests are historical or supernatural. 
If you say so. <laughs> I, 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 I ain't going. <laughs> but yeah. shout out to anybody who does want to venture into that. Um, that Because, uh, again, man, you look at the pictures, especially the pictures of the bowling alley that's in the basement. Um, it does look creepier than hell with all the graffiti and things of that nature. Um, the bathroom looks eerily sketchy. Um, you know, even the, even the, the, the picture of like the, you know, the fact that, you know, the, the picture that has like the mesh on the, on the top of the, of the, uh, of, of it. And it's like, it's connecting and, and it's like, there's a, there's a fucking, there's a fucked up door with broken windows out on it. And cause you look at the picture from the front, it's like, Oh, it looks kind of nice. It looks kind of, it looks old and looks kind of run down, but it kind of looks nice. And then you look right. on the inside it's like, no, nah, fuck this shit. <laughs> I ain't doing it. Exactly. No, thank you. No, thank you, sir. No way. So, yeah. So, with that being said, out of all the ones we've discussed this evening, which one did you find the most inter- – which one? Which couple did you find the most interesting? Uh, well, three. So, so obviously, St. Albans Sanatorium. That mm-hmm. one, uh, I also think that was the most information we had for one. Right. Um, and the most that we were able to find. Yes. Uh, so, there was that – the um the Staunton train depot I, I I thought was interesting and I think it it was interesting because I needed to know more uh if that makes any sense like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh and then there was uh, which one was it the Take your time. We'll find the it. <laughs> the Cold Harbor Battlefield Park. Right. Uh, I'm going to throw two more out there. Uh, okay. The Ferry, the Ferry Plantation House in Virginia Beach. I thought that was very interesting. Yes. Uh, the first one, the 11 ghosts haunting the grounds of this place. And the the story of the Witch of Pongo um, was interesting to me. Yes. But yes. also, um, excuse me, but also um, the... Uh, just based off of like for different paranormal investigations and things of that nature, uh, the Boxwood Inn and Bed and Breakfast in Newport uh, was also another one that I thought was very interesting as well, uh, and the uh, Swanoa Palace also because of the history and things of that nature with the Dooleys and things of that nature. So, right. But well, ladies and gentlemen, we hope that you enjoyed that episode as much as we did. Thank you got so much, guys, for uh, listening to us today. If I'm not mistaken, and I might be mistaken. The next one we're going to talk about is Washington State, if that I'm not mistaken. Correct. That is Washington correct. Washington State is the next one uh, that we're going to be talking about. And then we're going from Washington State to West Virginia, then from West Virginia to Wisconsin, and then Wisconsin to Wyoming. And then, yeah, we're, we're getting close to the end of this series. And yeah, I think there's know, four states left after today. Yes, yes. Uh, like, like what we talked about, we have, um, yeah, Washington State, uh, West Virginia, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. So all the W states are left. Um, and we already did a DC episode. So Washington DC doesn't count. We already did our DC episode. Uh, that being said though, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the hauntings of, uh, be back in two weeks for our, uh, uh, Washington state episode. Um, anything you want to say before we bounce out here tonight, Chip? Um, as always check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things movement radio. 
Exactly. Also, a shout out to our good friends at Anchor um, for sponsoring us today. Um, if you ever thought about making your own podcast, uh, check out anchor.fm or uh, download the app free. It's available on all um you know, Google Plus and all them. Uh, wanted to send out a very special shout out to Sean Thompson at Thompson Personal Training. Uh, now he's got a brand new deal that he wants me to talk tell you guys about. Uh, in person or online personal classes. Uh, one class for forty dollars, three classes for ninety dollars, and five classes for one hundred and twenty five dollars. Then you can do even do group classes, and that is one class for thirty. Three classes for seventy-five and five classes for a hundred dollars. Uh, now there's a minimum of three people required to be considered the group pricing, and all costs must be paid up front, and all sales are final. So if this is something that you're interested in, go check him out at Thompson Personal Training on Facebook. Uh, good friend Sean Thompson, he uh, can help you out a whole lot. He's helped me out so much uh, with my weight loss goals. Um, I mean, whether it's cardio boxing strength and conditioning even yoga you know go check him out at thompson personal training on facebook shout out to jerry and jennifer over at the chronic conversation podcast um also sean and andrew i'm sorry uh andrew and sean yeah andrew and sean over at the warrior workout network i got tongue-tied for a second excuse me <laughs> uh also uh twitch.tv slash unleash demon our good buddy ivan montanez go check out his content and uh yeah Thank you guys so much for listening to this today. We will see you guys back here in two weeks for the hauntings of Washington State. Should be a pretty cool episode. We look forward to presenting it to you guys, and we look forward to you hearing it. Um, so we're going to wrap this up real quick. Chip, let's hit them with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe with your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. And once again, check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. And I am Talon Williams. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.